Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, over Skype once again by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Hello, governor. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast <laughs> where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That is a whole discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing every single album by Crass. Ooh, boy. Patreon requested episode from Rory. Rory has been with us for a while. Rory is the fucking man. Thank you, buddy. Uh, he requested hey. us on Patreon. That means he jumped the line. He said, screw you to everyone else. Didn't want to wait. Thoughts, Alex? He's like, one. Uh, I don't know if he's a day one guy, but pretty much is. Pretty much is. More time with him than without him, I would say, yes. in the existence him, of this podcast. Yeah. Him and, and Sam are the two... Yeah that i oh, geez. i know of yeah that i don't like personally know right uh oh geez oh geez so thank you so much uh boy i have so many fucking feelings about this episode and this band and this everything i'm excited i'm so excited for this way more than i thought i was going to be. but before any of that if you want to help us out please subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever rate review subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify everywhere you get podcasts pretty much uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at PanderMonkey and Alex at MotherPuncture. And you can find a playlist on Crass. In the description, you can find playlists associated with pretty much every single episode that we've done. Uh, you can find them all at everyalbumever.com as well as, you know, links to merch and whatever and whatever and whatever. Uh, you can help us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash everyalbumever, where you got a bunch of bonus episodes, early access to a bunch of different episodes. Uh, 20% off all merch. You can jump the line like Rory did here, and he jumped a lot of people in line. Like, my God, I'm getting very worried about how many requests we have, and it's it's very cool, but it's also like, what do I even pick? Like, what do I, I don't even know what it's, it's daunting in a way. It, it's impossible to, to fill them in a, a reasonable amount of time, so. Indeed. It's uh because it's the, the time we record all these is all whacked out. Uh, from when they release, I got a, I got an email today or yesterday, whatever, uh, requesting an artist that we've already recorded that is already released, which is the first where I can pretend that I honored their request when I didn't. You <laughs> follow artist? me. You follow me. It was the clash. It was the clash. Oh, uh, okay. That, that's so. a, it's a heavily requested one though. But whatever. Uh, what the hell am I talking about? Uh, okay. I think that's it for the plugs, right? Yeah, yeah, you did the Patreon, the merch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, you can also, yeah, jump the line and then whatever, see what artists we're covering ahead of time, whatever, no, we're done, we're done there, okay. Yes. Uh, I, can you look, can you do me a favor and lower my volume on your end? A um, little bit. Yeah, yeah, how's that? How is that, how is that? Much better, much better, thank you, thank you. Uh, no one can hear it's, it except for me, which makes me sound like a fucking psycho, but... All right, all right, crass, crass, crass. Uh, I'm a Mister. I love punk guy. We know that about me. What? What's your experience with crass? I had I had nothing going in. I knew nothing. I knew the logo. I hadn't heard any of the oh, shit. The logo. the logo. I knew the logo. I knew some of the some of the album covers. Uh huh. And the, and that's it for me. So not this, even to the oh, what I love it. Cause I don't. Cause I don't. No, not even well, that. They, not even that. Put that on every album they ever recorded. So it sure did. It sure did. I f I feel like I've known that song my entire life now. I actually have known that song my entire life. And Crass is a band. 
Okay, Crass is a band that in my youth, well, I mean, when you listen to punk, obviously you know who Crass is at all. So they're a band that kept coming up. Everyone would wear goddamn patches of them. Everybody liked Crass. My brother had a couple other records. He liked them. And I had to give them a shot. And I fucking hated them. And like, I really tried. Like, I really went out of my way to like, no, like there's something I'm missing here. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So coming here, I was like, ah, I, I know they're important. Uh, but after listening to the whole discography, Alex, how do you think I feel about Crass now? Do you love them? I love them. I think I love them now. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe how much I fucking thoroughly enjoyed going over all, like pretty much all these albums, most of them. Uh, man, like the thought, the stuff I remember hating, I still hated some of it, but it didn't bother me as much. It didn't really like, get on my nerves the way it used to. And stuff that I didn't even remember, I fucking love now. It's just like, man, I don't know why. They're a really ugly band. Super ugly. Um, I kind of got flashbacks of like when I like first listened to a band like Minor Threat, where mm. it's just this assault on your on your ears, and it can be it can be hard to like separate a lot of stuff. So uh, this this is a band I will definitely go back to after a mm. while because. Uh, it is it is an all out assault. Even it, for a yeah yeah even for a uh, veteran person like myself who listens to heavy music a lot, uh, this it's a lot to take in. It's intense. It's uh, this band, man. Like they obviously highly influential. They basically invented anarcho punk, and boy oh boy, are they annoying. Like. <laughs> Listen, like I, like I said it many times in the past, I don't. It, it doesn't matter what your politics are. If you're yelling them at me, I don't like you. I, I don't even care if I agree or not. These guys are so the preachiest band in the world. They're like hippie Hell levels yeah. of preachy. Oh yeah, they are. I wrote that down too. That um, there's some stuff I really hate on here because like, you know, where like uh, a rage against the machine or the Clash mm -hmm. is singing or rapping. Mm -hmm. there are literally saw like crass songs yeah. where they are talking to talking. you and there's sometimes and, there's not even any music there's just them <laughs> preaching yes and that can be a bit much so it, it certainly can and even but here's the thing how easy how quickly i forgive it is when it's in the middle of a if it's in the context of a song i i'm able to tune it out like easily mm -hmm. like there is this is the most political band we've covered i think it might be the most political band we will ever cover because it's hard to top them <laughs> in terms of being political but uh it's only it only bothers me when it's literally like an acapella or you know just uh or the vocals overpower everything uh i think any if, if you're able i think everybody it, it shouldn't matter to anybody what the fuck they're saying like even whether you agree or not, this, this is a very interesting and actually really smart band that is only punk a little bit in genre. Yeah, it's the the talking stuff. It's it's fine like here and there, but there's certain albums where it's it's like feels like the entire album, which we'll get into. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah it's, it's kind of centered around the vocals more or the lyrics more so than the actual music. I know what you're saying. But yeah, I don't like, you know, people who live in communes and, and stuff like that. Even people if who don't shower, Alex, just say it. People who don't shower, even if they say it's in the name of anarchy, it's... Uh, <laughs> Dude, it, it, crusties and crust punks, man, I knew uh, a lot of them fucking man in, in high school especially there's this one guy i know i'm not gonna say his name because he's a psychopath he might be in jail but like this guy was he was known and it's so funny if people that i went to high school with hear this and they'll know exactly what i'm talking about uh he was so known by everyone as the guy who stunk and it was like because there's a lot of people who who were like into that stuff and didn't shower but he was just so much the smelliest he was so much the smelliest you saw the dirt off his wrists. That's how, like, you could see how dirty he was. And he was a legit psychopath. Like, he would fight a lot. And he had this weird thing where he would only talk about serial killers. And he wouldn't really smile unless he was talking about serial killers. And he was really <laughs> into crass. He was really into crass. And it's like, people like that, I don't think he was, he was not an anarchist, right? He wasn't, like... Act, he wasn't like uh, you know active politically or caring about the rights of XYZ groups. He was just crazy, but he was drawn to this. So you're gonna get a lot of uh, characters that are drawn to this this specific, very specific type of punk. It's so crazy how they're like high art now. Uh, there's like crass exhibits. And- are you serious? Yeah, there's like all this like, th- you know, you can you can dig into them pretty deeply. Um, I kind of feel like they have like some conflicting views. Like, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Though? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess you know, like uh, I think what's his name? Penny claims to be like a zen buddhist but there is nothing like zen there was nothing at all chill about these guys dude yeah. there is so much desire in their hearts don't you fucking tell me they don't desire things <laughs> all right a buddhist my ass uh but even then i don't like like i said i don't give a fuck like everybody's anybody can be can be um cross-examined They're like oh you said this that doesn't line with it it yeah. doesn't matter it, people just feel how they feel i don't want really to give a fuck if they make good music i'll forgive it all and unfortunately they do make good music so i do forgive pretty much all of it like it's a it's a weird thing man like because i can't i can't pitch this uh i can't elevator pitch this band it's like you hear a little bit and if you're turned off you ain't gonna come back like it's not i don't know man it's just a either you like it or it's, you don't yeah it's uh it's definitely you know you could do like the it's hardcore punk as a jumping off point but then it gets pretty arts not super artsy but you know pretty noisy and they do some different things here and there but i feel like the the punk music is just like home base for them like it, yeah it's, it's home they base. always yeah they will always come back to that no matter how far off the rails they go for the most part uh and they're not even hardcore punk because they, they predated hardcore punk which is even crazy crazier to to hear but like uh I, I don't know they just they're a weird band and i i'm glad i like them now i feel like i'm not lost and i kind of have a new uh appreciation for all those people i didn't like in high school but you know you live and learn uh oh it- 
I don't think anyone in high school understood this shit. This is like also i mean musically I feel, but go on go yeah, on yeah yeah i feel like uh them and the them and the clash who we like just did mm-hmm. spent we've we've been spending a lot of time in england um indeed um but their their songs are about such specific things going on that sometimes i'm just like i i don't even know what the stance on this is because it'll be like Oi, some somebody got stabbed down in in Yorkshire, and it was <laughs> in it the was first wrong. British town you could think of. <laughs> it was wrong, mate. Right, and I'm just like, yeah, it's just like newspaper clippings. Sometimes a lot of it is newspaper. A lot of it is literally news clips from TV. Uh, but that's just it's all part of the aesthetic. It's all. I mean, it yes. influenced a lot of. Garbage and it influence. I you know honestly, it influence a lot of stuff that I like too. Like, um, there's a lot of uh, oh, like, uh, yeah, and I'm gonna say his name wrong and you're gonna correct Ian McKay, Mackay, Mackay, Mackay. You remembered though, Mackay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's gonna be how I remember words if Mike corrects me. <laughs> it's a little voice in the back of my head, <laughs> the little nagging, uh, <laughs> yeah, devil. like, um, you know, he cites them for like the the. DIY culture and mm-hmm. all that stuff because uh you know like they had their own record label and mm-hmm. we'll talk about things like that so uh they also I mean obviously they pretty much invented anarcho punk and there's a lot of anarcho punk bands that I, I really like that I you know uh there's actually an, another anthrax that's not thrash metal that does not have Scotty Ian in it uh, oh, we got our we got a death situation here. Indeed, a death a death situation. Uh, I think they were before uh, the the metal anthrax. They were I think they were late seventies, like super early eighties, and they were anarcho punk. They had a couple EPs. The first one I think was called Capitalism is Cannibalism, and the second one was I forgot. But I liked them. I remember them being really fucking good. They're light crass, a little bit more musical. I think it's like this was like a whole style. There was like a whole thing, and there's another other bands with like. Oddly enough, there's another band called Antidote. There's like 40 fucking punk bands called Antidote. But the one from the UK was another anarcho punk band that I like. I'm a fucking nerd. Sorry. But like, it, you know, it influenced all that. Plus, and then later on, all the crust punk stuff like Os Rodden and all. It, like, it just it influenced uh, stuff that I think is actually very cool. Um, even though I, I I pretty much disagree with all of it. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to yeah. hear about any of it. I'm not only the fuck. <laughs> but interesting music. Interesting music. Very... Uh, it did its own thing. I appreciate that about it very much. Uh, yes. But uh, we got a lot to cover. So. It, yeah, this is going to be a beefy episode, but whatever. Um, so altogether, uh, they had, uh, of course, I'm, I can't count. They have, what, six albums? Total six actual. Nope. Five albums. Sorry. Hold on. Let me count. That is six albums. One compilation. Five, five albums, one EP. And then uh, we're also covering one compilation. Full of a bunch of singles and you know compilation tracks and all that. I didn't so, even know we covered an EP. So the last <laughs> one is actually an EP. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So uh, first first album came out in 1978. Last record came out in 1986. Uh, although I they probably broke up before that, didn't they? Yeah, they broke up in 84. 84. So the last album was uh, released posthumously. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before yeah. we, we we go into the first record, who history you want to talk about as talk about as it goes on, or you want to just give a uh, backstory first? 
Uh, yeah. So the the core members are Steve Ignorant and uh Penny Rimbrod. Broad? I don't know how to say his last name. Um, gotta go. I'm googling because I, I I have no idea either. These people are wild. But but um yeah, Penny had like his little anarchist commune, and he approached drummer Steve Ignorant to like kind of start something. And uh, it just kind of took on a life of its own. They they had their logo. They adapted a very like militaristic uh, style on stage as, you know, like a commentary on fascism and all that, all that punk rock stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I one of the things they're probably most unique for is bringing in the female vocals, which there were two of. Eve Libertine and Joy Devery. Uh, um, oh, De Devivre. Devivre. Yeah, Devivre. 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 Uh, but um, I don't know when it happened, so let's talk about it now. They were involved <laughs> in something called Thatcher Gate, where they fabricated a com- like a fake conversation of Margaret Thatcher and Reagan talking about <laughs> bombs putting bombs somewhere in england (laughs) and uh for a while you know british and u.s authorities thought it was like kgb produced that's hilarious that is hilarious and then yeah it wasn't until after a little bit after they they figured out oh it's this this stupid punk band which uh much like Two Live Crew had a lot of legal problems. We'll, we'll get oh, into on the show. Did they album. now? I bet they did. Yeah. They said a lot of shit, dude. These guys are fucking wild. <laughs> oh god. So, uh, yeah, that's about as good as backstory as I can fucking imagine. So, uh, where are we at? Where was my notes? So, this is the first album. Let's let's get into it now. Uh, this is 1978's "The Feeding of the Five Thousand. The most just famous played song of theirs ever. No one in the world in the history of language has had a more British accent. He, he's. Alright, so fucking do. Um. It's funny because on the year end, I talk about uh, an artist, Bob, Bob Dylan, and he in his music video, he's rocking like the crash, yeah. crash shirt. And uh, I like, I heard the voice, and I'm like, oh, because he also sounds very Cockney. Yeah. 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 Right, so you get the idea. They're extremely English, and they're <laughs> extremely. They, don't they sound poor, right, Alex? They sound so poor. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, they probably are if you're living in a commune. I no mean, one's they ne- owe them a living, goddammit. Yeah, and that's like a song where, like, I agree with them, but then there's other songs I don't agree with them. Um, so is life, you know? That's how it works. It, yeah. This, yeah, this specifically this album, it, it reminded me of the first time I listened to the Minor Threat uh anthology because i'm just like man it goes by so fast Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's just hardcore punk and it's it's really an album you have to spend time i think like i could learn to appreciate 
throughout the years down mm-hmm. the line. So I uh, I heard this album as a youth and I did not like it. And I got to tell you, man, I skipped the, the first track because the first track is Asylum. And that's it's just the most preachy spoken word uh, anti-religious stuff. But it's like it's so heavy handed and it's so oblivious to the irony of how it's preaching about hating the preaching of Christianity. It's like you realize you're doing you're doing the same thing, right? You know, you're forcing this. It's the first track. You're forcing it down our throats the way it was forced. Like, what, <laughs> have you no sense of irony? But I hate it. I think it's stupid. It's dumb. And it's just it's just uh, uh, was Eve Libertine. I'm assuming it's Eve. Uh, no, wait, is it? It might it might be Joy. I think Joy. I think Joy does more of the spoken worse stuff, and Eve I does right. the singy singy stuff. Um, ironically, that's the song. No, it's Eve. It, it, it's Eve. Qu- on, it's Eve on Asylum. Okay. It's Joy on okay. on Women, which is also awful. I think. <laughs> but go on, go on. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, ironically, that's the the quote unquote song that got them in all the trouble. Um, it's a little harsh. I mean, I don't disagree with it, but I don't fully agree with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, like, orig- the original pressing plant wouldn't press it, so they were like, whatever, we'll do our own record label mm-hmm. then. Um, got them investigated by the, the police really? in Scotland Yard, you know, because... Scotland uh, Yard. Uh, uh, a blasphemous song. It's extremely so. that. Yeah. You can't, you're not going to hide from that. Yeah. Uh, but you know it's it's two minutes. Yeah, so. I mean, but two minutes for just spoken word at the beginning of your that album is a lot. It's yeah, fucking that awful. Is a lot. And honestly, this is most of these songs don't pass two minutes. It's a fucking short album, so it's like it's bad. But whatever, skip it. Fine, skip it. Skipping that song, I still think this is a pretty good album. It's really rough around the edges. I think that's a massive understatement but it's pissed off it's dirty it's super english it's barely coherent but god damn it in between the preachy nonsense these are some fucking fun songs uh yeah what is like they've got a bomb is pretty jaunty for uh, a band like this yeah it is the the out of tuneness of it i think actually works it's like it's really uh so this is going to be like for the first two albums but the the bass is like star of the show like get mm-hmm. the guitars might as well not be there. They're like really small, clangy, and to the sides. Uh, on there, the bass is like doing these almost out of tune chords. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it because it's like a it's an interesting riff. This is mm-hmm. they've got a bomb. That. Oh yeah, it's kind of farty, right? It is. And uh, I didn't write it on this song, but yeah, I noticed like 40 bass throughout. Yeah, it's just, it's the loudest thing. It's that in the vocals. Vocals and bass dominate this album. God, I fucking like this. <laughs> God damn it. I think I'm mentally ill. There's no other way to explain it, man. This is fucking weird. But I think it's very cool. Um, uh, go ahead. I kind I kind of like the back half a little more, like when it starts getting slower. Um, oh, right. um give me give me some like, uh, secure. Ah, uh, oh, like secure, sec- secure, secure core. Secure. I think it's secure core. Yeah, sucks and you pay. I are kind of slower, but I I dig it because the riffs just stand out more to me that way. I'm not a huge fan of sucks. Uh, but you play 
kind of rules. I like that one a lot. Yeah. 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 Not, not, you know, it's in a way it's like, it's, it's got its problems, but it's like a debut album. You can, you can kind of hear the potential there. It's not perfect, but. And here's the thing. Even if they got worse after this, obviously they didn't get worse because we didn't give this any accolades. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they got worse, this is still like decent. Um, I don't love what they did with like, uh, they put the OS of Living twice because the last song yeah. is called, well, do they? And it's just, do they always <laughs> live again? It's just the same exact song, but at the end of the album now, I mean, maybe it has different lyrics, but who gives a fuck? It's the same fucking song. And also, uh, Fight Wars, Not Wars, and Women are back-to-back, and they're both more preached than song, and it's really, it's like a, it's a whole chunk that I'm like, oh my god, just wrap it the fuck up. God damn it. I, I liked, get it. Oppression. Fuck. I liked Women out of, you know, between them it's uh particularly noisy it's even, noisier i even. appreciate the it being it's like at a certain point i'm like well it's annoying and they're just kind of talking at me but at least it's kind of creepy and noisy i found myself in that that frame of mind as the albums went on yeah this uh it's kind of like there's groundwork for for albums and they I'm not saying they did it, but it, this kind of feels like, oh, we're going to make, we're going to take like women and we're going to do like a whole album that sounds like that. Or we're going to take, you know, like they've got a bomb and we're going to do a whole album that sounds like that. And they, this, yeah. this, these ideas they would expand on. They later. absolutely do that. And I wasn't expecting that, uh, oddly enough, but. I still think, I know this is like a beloved album. I don't think it's the best in any way. I, I, I almost thought it was going to be like going in. I was like, this is probably going to end up being the best. And it's not, not in my opinion, not in Alex's opinion. I still think it's fucking good though. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I will come back to this one, which is, it feels almost rare these days to be like, to not give an album anything and still go back to it. That's how much I like this band. That's how much I like this band. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. I feel like I did this like listen to like the punk version of Beefheart. Or I had a feeling, yeah. like so uh there's gonna it's just so it's so thick. It's very thick. <laughs> very thick. And uh I knew that there's gonna be some more Beefheart comparisons, uh for sure. And it, it, it kinda is like a punk beefheart in some ways, and not as many ways as I think people not like tech not like technicality, but no, in like spirit. In spirit for sure. But uh, I think it's time to move on. I think uh, I'm yes. already. Yes. I'm having fun with this episode. In case you couldn't. Anytime it's a punk band, I'm always. Whatever. Anytime it's a punk yeah. episode, two hours minimum. I, I know. Uh, so this is the follow up. This is 1979's Stations of the Crass. Is it playing? No, it is not. Yes, it is. <laughs> I would, I wish I could fast forward this because this, it takes a while to start, but this song has a couple dimensions. It's it does. Fucking noise it's noise so- here. It- 
they cover such like weird subjects in the lyrics too that I kind of got burnt out and kind of neglected the lyrics at a certain point. I don't think you're missing that much, dude. Rah, 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 the government. <laughs> I, I think I am like. But yeah, this is like about a lady who murdered her five kids and how it's like hypocritical how the public judged her. I'm like, dude, she murdered five kids. What? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's not cookie cutter punk at no. all. And then the song actually starts. Yeah. So that's the taste I'll give for that song. Goddamn, very cool. <clears throat> yeah, it feels feels a little little bit slower. Well, not a little. Yeah, this is a little bit slower, but it's still you know just as angry. And best album for me. Interesting. I, it's uh, a huge asterisk because it's best if you skip all of the live stuff and only if you which, skip all of the live stuff at the end. Which they have a tendency to tack a lot of live stuff on their albums. They like that, don't they? I don't know. They do. Um, I don't know if it's like a value thing. I like, bet. hey, well, this... Um, because I don't think we're really going to get into the live stuff. I will just say it's recorded better than most live punk shit. Agreed. So. 100%. It's not bad sounding, but it's songs we just listened to. So Exactly. Yeah, not, so we're just talking about the studio half here. Studio half, I think, because I had a lot of trouble uh, divvying out what I thought was best here. Because, it, it might, again, it might change from day to day. But, like, I kept going back to this one a, a lot. And it has enough of their personalities in it i think because they have a bunch of different personalities there's uh more because i i didn't mention it so much on the first album but it's it's basically all steve ignorant uh a couple of the female vocals on the spoken word tracks and bassist what's his fucking name of course i forgot his name bassist uh what pete right pete right scrolling down uh pete right okay um yeah. who, who does lead vocals on a certain a couple of tracks here there was a lot more eve I believe, mm-hmm. pardon the rhyme, and uh, and not just like a spoken word stuff, like just singing. She's actually singing now, and it's it's a fucking cool layer too. I think she sounds good, and there, it's still very punky, but as we heard from the opening track, they're already trying some noisy shit. They're already experimenting. There's a fucking disco song on here. It just there's a there's a lot on here. There's a lot here. What's the uh, what's the Wow, is it Walls Fun in the Oven? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a fun it's song. Very cool. Well, as fun as yeah, as fun as she can get for crass. Yeah. Um But like these are fucking rad ass songs. Like White Punks on Hope uh, has like his crazy uh, travel drums with this arpeggiated guitar line. I think is very nice. Um, you've got big. I hands. also like awesome. when they go ahead. Oh, I like uh, White Punks on Hope one. Mm. They said that we were trash. Well, the name is Crass, not Clash. Not Clash. And we just covered the Clash. Uh, that's, I mean, 
if we're talking about cut also, the crap, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah, they weren't yeah. talking about cut the it's crap. They're talking about the good stuff. But uh, it's still like go and ahead. Then, oh, big hands is yeah. funny because they say it so fast it sounds like pecans sometimes. <laughs> It's fucking yeah. See, you got it. You got it. You can start a crass tribute band. So I was listening to this uh, uh, when uh, I was sitting to do a a Twitch stream, and buddies of ours uh, came over, and I was listening to this, and they were immediately like, "Okay, what the fuck, dude?" And like, "Okay, listen, man, I know, I know it's weird. I know it's. I know they're extremely English, but you just fucking once you get like I uh, I told this to them uh, when listening to the first album around halfway through." The Stockholm syndrome started to set in. Like I started like accepting Steve Ignorant's voice, and like I started just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is just what it is. So by the time this album comes on, it sounds fucking good to me. Like it doesn't even register as like ridiculous and really ab- abrasive. But to a newbie, they walk in, they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And I said, "Listen, hold on, just l- listen past it." They're like, "No, it's good music." <laughs> but it's just come on. <laughs> and that's basically what I have to say you, about this. It's good, but come on. This is not a band you listen to in front of nor- normal people. No. It's uh, strictly for your your punk and maybe metal friends. It's for your bruvs, 100%. Your bruvs. It's for your bruvs. Um It's like go, fun, go ahead. Keep. Oh, go going back to the music. Fun going on. Yeah. That is Talk about like fun bass lines. Yeah, that one. I thought I didn't like that one, but it, it picks up. It, it won me over uh, a few times over. And actually one that I, I'm curious to how you feel. Crutch Society. How do you feel about that one? Oh, I I kind of dig it, but I, uh, I I felt like it's it's minimal even by like crass standards, but it works. It's it's yeah. ve- it's very minimal, but it's it works. sludgy. In a way, it's not heavy. I mean, it's 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 a yeah. heavy song, not performed heavy, because uh, mm-hmm. the vocals are like way louder than everything else. But it's it's simple. It's slow. It's slow. I think it's pretty badass. I think, I think also it's it's paced well because I was getting some fatigue, but then you know heard too much about. Oh yeah, like I think that this comes on at the perfect time and got me re-engaged with the so album that's, that's a song i have mixed feelings about because i think inherently it's thoroughly annoying <laughs> it's inherently annoying but there's something uh bouncy about it that, that kind of works to, to yes. kind of just perk you up so it's like the presentation is good even though i don't like the song itself uh but what else uh there's a few things that i really don't like on here democrats I think it's it's at least it's creepy, but it's again another like mm. preachy. Let's just play some noise and yell about problems and society for a little too long to me. And I'm I also don't like uh I ain't thick. It's just a trick. I think it's kind of like it's technically the closer. It's not exactly the closer, but it's you know it's the last full song, and it kind of it kind of it seems a little bit more like standard generic punk. Um, considering the rest of the album yeah. is so wild, yeah, that's that's what I was talking about earlier. That it's it's home base for yeah. them. Like you, you got to go back to it before you you close it out with some like a traditional yeah. p- piano Prime song. Sinister, it's, right? It's a, 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think it's cute. It's it's not. It's a cute closer. I don't think it's like a wonderful song, but I, I dig it. But like this fucking timeout and uh, contaminational power. Upright Citizen, those are like this and Gas Man Cometh. Fucking, these are all bangers, man. I I really like like most of these songs. Oh yeah, the um Gas Man Cometh was like the the first song where I was like, that's the guitar riff that like stands out to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back to Fort Base, Chairman of the Board. That is the the fortieth space. Chairman of, hmm. You know what? I'm gonna put it on refresh my memory. Yeah, throw throw it on a little bit just for the farts. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) Oh wait, hold on. Listen to that. Listen to that hi hat. That's fucking cool. I didn't notice that until right now. Yeah. That's, I did not notice that hi-hat until right now. That is the fucking jazzy but done really fast. That's fucking cool. That's very cool. These guys are good. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the book. It's just the most uh, well-rounded, I think. Yeah, it, it feels good little, to you. It's just a little fatigue. It, there is some fatigue that sets in toward the end of it uh, because I think this is like this style of crass it's i think it's really hard to sustain over long periods mm-hmm. it's like it's so it's a supernova dude it, bl- it burns out quickly it's fucking it's like how do you how do you how do you like i i can't imagine them having like hour-long sets live you know what i mean so why would you have an album that long uh it's just that kind of thing like where you, okay there it's how much can you handle being beaten with a club? I think is the, the ultimate question. Not by much. Cause, um, you know, I know some people wish like minor thread or the germs had longer lifespans. Let me tell you, they had the perfect lifespans. I think minor thread could do anything, Alex. I think they could do anything, <laughs> but I do agree that the germs died when they died. But like, I think this is perfect for what it is. Like for, if you mm-hmm. want to know crass, you got to start here. It's like, it's extremely punky still. It's extremely punky, but it's also dabbling in some craziness. The arrangements are very cool. Uh, and it's still diverse as fuck. It's still like, again, like there's a goddamn disco song on here. It doesn't fucking need to be there, but I'm glad it is. <laughs> it's, it's not easy to listen to, but if you like the band, it's fucking great. I think it's really good. Yeah. I think it's the best. Probably a better uh, s- starting point than feeding 5,000. Yeah, it, but it only, I don't know. I, I, I still think it's better than that, but that one is just so pure and there's no live stuff on it. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but I, I, I would say still go with this one. Go with this one. In yes. my opinion. Uh, again, it's an opinion that might change from day to day, but for now, I think this is the best. And uh, we might as well move on. This is a, an episode rife with technical difficulties. And it will be it'll, be it'll be solved but just you know god damn it yeah there's always a thing there's always a thing so let's move on let's do it uh god damn so where am i at now uh, of course i can't find anything this is the third album this is uh 1981's penis envy what do they like to do and then Sometime later, 
Again, I would have skipped this if it was. There we go. Skippable. Yeah. I love it. It's so different. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Steve sounds way different, dude. Ah, totally different. Not even, not even on the album. We're not stupid. We're just not even on the album. It's produced like perfectly for this band. It is. You can hear the guitar. You can distinguish the guitars now. God damn. And also, we've heard. I mean, this is Eve Libertine. We've heard her before, but she's never sounded this good and clear and singy. Yeah, and I don't know for sure, but they gotta be like one of the first punk bands to like really address women's issues like this. Maybe I haven't I haven't really looked into the you know extra, extra specs stuff and uh, you know Susie and other bands of the yeah. you know that were around in the same period, but it's possible. Uh, but uh, this is a this is a this is now a different band. It's not a different band, but it's a different band. Also, it's cliche, but pe- best personal favorite. I this is my personal favorite. I I couldn't give it best because it's not exactly what they would ever do again. It's not really crass, but it it is a fucking. It's just so good. I fucking really like this album a lot. This is the only album I would. I would straight up buy immediately. Um, uh, uh, I just think every track is amazing. I don't even know if I added songs on the playlist because I'm just like, how do you, how do you, how do you choose? <laughs> Dude, this is fucking such a good album. Okay, so uh, I got first thing I got I got I got to address is the production because I didn't mention it so much on the the previous two. That those two were so bass and vocal heavy that I, I I noted this at some point that Crass has the most. They have so many unnecessary band members. It's like they have two guitar players, by the way, in case you couldn't tell, because of course you couldn't fucking tell because they didn't use them. They just dicked around in the background behind the bass. Two guitar players, three vocalists, two of which barely sung. Mm-hmm. So that's like what nine, nineteen members, if my math is correct. So they're, here they're like a uh, a punk arcade fire. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and here, Steve Ignorant, he's, I guess, in the band still, but he is not on this record at all. No, at no, all. not at all. This is entirely Eve's show. Uh, Joy does sing on Hell Surface. Yes, but that's but that's it. Uh, everything else is is Eve, and man, it's like I, I they just became a super duper smart post punk, almost noise rock band, and these are long songs now. Like, well, they're longer. There's yeah. a couple of short songs, but for the most part, three to four, six minutes. You know, these are like longer songs, and it's also one of the. This is weird saying. So it's one of the few albums where there isn't a bunch of live shit on it. So it, even then, it feels way more thought out, cohesive. It feels so much more of like, yeah, this is the direction they're going. This is absolutely way above, way more advanced. Crazy. 
punching way above their weight here. Um, it's just, it's so wild too. Like, um, in terms of like diversity on the album, you got a song like, uh, I want to make sure I wrote it down right. Poison in a pretty pill, like <laughs> poison in a pretty pill. Oh, that song is fucking perfect. Dude. Yeah, that's it's got guitar harmonies. <laughs> I was gonna say there is some like Steve Albini stuff going on around that song. Totally it, on the guitars, absolutely. Yes. Um, what else is fun? Um, and then like you think they're done being angry, but you got like where next Columbus, which is still like real fucking angry. Um, I think it's it's decent. Uh, it's got like it's it's a decent punk. It's got a million riffs in it. It's fine. Uh, but that's it, it, another example of the that being their home base kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, brick, brick text. Oh, uh, brick text bride. Oh man, it's Dude, it's such a great. I heard such a great so, palate cleanser. Okay, that fucking song I wrote when I was when I first heard it, I was like, no, no, not reggae, no, no. What the fuck is the English's obsession with reggae? What the shit, dude? And then not only does it not suck, they do what I love. They take a genre and know what they do. They make new melodies with it they make yes. a new song out of that style which is exactly what they do with with Brickatex bride and reggae and then halfway through it fucking just goes off the rails becomes a completely different song fucking saves the shit out of it like i can't believe i'm amazed i like that song like <laughs> how, how they turned something i hate into something i love is just ah uh, it brings a goddamn smile on my face a cool 34 35 minutes I yeah oh man and then like dry weather's not the closer but like man that song is so fucking good and then you like it I am not a fan I like it and then mm. the actual closer our wedding said yeah. it, they said it was a joke song and what they did was they would like advertise it to like teeny bopper magazines or like um record stores and be like this is like the perfect song to play at your wedding just so like but the problem is it feels like mark Wahlberg and the other guys when they're like oh why do you know how to dance so good like that and he's like oh i i used to you know do it to make fun of the sissies like yeah they're really good at ballads it's a great song our wedding yeah. is a fucking great it's like you know, it's like synth, it's, it's synth pops, pretty vocals. It's, it's a ballad essentially. It's well written. It's really, mm -hmm. it's really well done. It's fucking great, and it's like, and it's even better as a closer. So it's, it's like it's a weird fucking album. So you get another song like a uh, like Smother Love, which yeah. is that is Beefheart. And the reason why I say that is because of the fucking drums. There's a thing that that Drumbo uh, John French from Beefheart does all the time, which is he loves opening and closing his hi-hat a bunch mm -hmm. and anybody who's heard beefheart knows exactly what i'm talking about but it's this very specific where he's like doing it's not like in a jazz way it's it's a way more loud and obnoxious way he's opening and closing him like that it's not it's not like an, a, a subtle jazz kind of keeping tempo kind of way it has that like opening closing really jaggedness to it uh and i like it i like it i mean i like beefheart but 
and then we mentioned earlier health surface health surface how uh joy sings on there but that song it's like a lullaby almost like i don't love it as a song but it's a great palate cleanser mm-hmm. also i i should have said it in the uh the beginning but this is uh another album that that got them into some some legal problems much like two live crew where mm-hmm. the police would come and and take records really? and charge record store owners with obscenity laws and uh is it because there's a blow-up doll on the cover that might be why and it does it say like oh it says like teenage doll or something on it it does. It does. Yeah. It's a little cropped, but it's clearly what it says. It's also titled Penis Envy. So uh, it is. It has got a genital in the title, but also it's a fucking word. People are stupid pussies. But like, uh, this is like such a, it's such a bold, it's such a bold move to be like, all right, here's a feminist album. We have a girl on vocals. We're gonna do this for just a whole. This is just what, what this album is gonna be. This isn't the band now, but this is the whole album, and. Man, again, like I don't give a fuck what she's talking about. I'm sure it's cool or it's annoying. I don't care. But like, goddamn, like this feels the most albumy out of it does compared uh, compared to like most of their albums. It feels the most that they had like a an intention going into it. I don't there, know if that's true or not. There's not it feels a like it. Uh, there's not a live album tacked onto it. It is um, I, it this feels like way way more adventurous than like anything they ever do i mean they'll do some different stuff on on albums later on but this is just like like a home run to me like uh it's it's one of the albums where you know we always talk about you know these like a london calling or or Mm -hmm. uh, jeff buckley like how do you how do you live up to the hype of right 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 and to me, this this album is one of those albums that did it. And here, here's the thing, like, as much as I was uh, yelled out, I yelled out, but as much as I was, like, aware of Crass's importance, no one really forced this album down my throat. Like, I didn't really know about this one being so fucking good. Uh, Interesting. This was, like, the album cover I, I, like, knew about, but I never, I never listened I, to it. <coughs> I've seen the album cover, but it, I've seen all the album covers because, like I said, everyone like loves this man. So this one wasn't really actually. It's the album after this that was more pushed onto me more than any other one. So that's why this one was like I didn't know that it was had this big concept behind it. I didn't know that there was no Steve Idnerin on here. Uh, I also didn't know. It, last thing I'll I'll note about it as a whole. This is the most musically driven album. It's the most melodic. It's the most uh, musically deep album i think they've they've done and this was a direction that i was begging them to go in as it seemed like yeah this is exactly what i want spoiler alert they don't really do that <laughs> they they, they abandon it real quick <laughs> they sure do and it's a fucking shame because this is, is this is awesome and here's an, another uh example of what i like about this album but why i i couldn't give it best is songs like what the fuck which is completely batchy it's super creepy it's very experimental on paper i love it the execution not so much it's like i think if it was a little bit shorter i'd be able i'd like it mm-hmm. but it's like almost seven minutes and it is so punishing and so ugly and those aren't really good riffs it's just more of it being an onslaught that makes it interesting 
more so than it is like a good song. Yeah, I think I think normally it would it would be a detriment, but on this where there's so much variety, it's I'm fine with it. It works for me. It's it's grown on me, but I, I still can't I, I still remember vividly how I reacted to it when I first heard it. So it's like stuff like that where it's still abrasive and it's still also like as much as I really like Eve on here and I think she's great. Uh, and I kind of stopped missing Steve about halfway through the album. You still need Steve. It's still like, I f- still feel like you need Steve to be crass. Like there's a whole, <laughs> he is so much crass. Like his fucking voice is, is so embedded in this song. And there's also not a lot of punkiness on here. Uh, as much as I think it's a great fucking album, it's my favorite. It's going to, I'm going to go back to the most. Uh, I still think the one before this has more of what the band is and it's a better representation. It's a better overall. Uh, yeah that's yeah. that's fair but like it it is kind of misleading but also i this i can't deny it can't deny it can't deny it so we both love it and please listen to it it's fucking crazy uh but now we have a few more let's move on to holy shit man we have a few more actually uh this is 1982's christ the album Ladies and gentlemen, it's Christ! What is this? The Velvet Underground? <laughs> Ugh, let me throw up. <laughs> it's funny how I love Crash, but hate the Velvet Underground. <laughs> I, they're, they're the punk Velvet Underground for sure. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> this song is fucking awesome. <laughs> God, this song is gr- it's a great opener. I think... I think I was a little disappointed at it. I get it. I get it. We just had um, some amazing shit with the last one. I get it. Yeah. But Steve is back, as you can hear, and they're back to being pretty punky. But it's satisfying. Those fucking drums are always so satisfying to me. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Yeah, I was just like, we've been to the peak. And you're this gonna go? You're this gonna go back to where you came from? You're not gonna. Um, yeah, it's a regression. Yeah, it's a regression it, for sure. Yeah, I had some some fatigue here. Uh, I can only listen to British men yell at me for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't blame you. I think so. It's not this, a bad album. I no, I was no. personally this exhausted. So this is yet another album where they tack on an entire live record on the second half it's a double album it's a big old fat double album but the difference between this one and stations of the crass is that they seem to have put a lot more uh thought into life half of this one so there's like transitional news you know uh sound bites and like things separating each live song it's like they wanted it to be a live album more so than just a bunch of live songs tacked on yeah yeah Um, you go ahead 
Oh, almost, yeah. And not just like on the live album, but on the studio album too. It's like um gives you that that feel that you're like channel surfing between like yeah. n- news stations or Yeah. I will say that that stuff does not help the live half. I think fuck dude, with with the live half, this is really hard to sit through. Uh, oh, I listened to it. It's by the first, far the longest, right? Yeah. It was like an hour and a half, something like that. Yeah. So my first listen to this, I listened to it all the way through, and that was a bad move. Uh, yeah. I, I With the live half, this is one of the hardest albums to sit through. Without the live half, just the studio half, I think it's actually pretty solid. It's definitely a regression, of course, like we, like we keep saying, but there is a bunch of fucking songs I like on here. Like the, the intro to Mother Love. You know that's fucking badass. That's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I I would... I'm so glad you wrote that because I was like, I was like so stoked on it and it's kind of misleading because um, yeah. it turns into a different song. But yeah, it becomes um, crass noisiness for sure. But yeah, like even though it's different from the opening baseline, like the guitar and the bass on that is just pure fucking chaos, like controlled chaos. Yeah, in, in it's a best. great song. Yeah. Um, Another song that was kind of similar is I Know There Is Love, but instead, Mm -hmm. this time, there's, like, the outro on that is so cool, and I, like, looked at my phone hoping, like, oh, shit, is this, like, the start of a new song, and it wasn't, it was just the outro, but Uh, nonetheless, it's a pretty cool part, even if it's pretty short. There's a lot of cool parts on here, for sure, but this is also, like... Where I was hoping, both of us were hoping they would go in more intricate songwriting direction, more like, uh, con- like you said, control chaos, more experimenting, not so much in just dicking around, but more so in like just trying weird techniques. They seem to be going in the direction of just straight up cacophonous noise. And that's like, uh, like 1980 Boar, which is like, it's like noise rock. It's like, but yeah, it's not too hard to handle. I think it's a fucking cool song, but this whole this whole studio half of the album is so much like, okay, we did the feminist album. Now we're going to go way fast, way loud. There's no relenting. There's very little variation. These are all pretty much just, we're going to go crazy with the the fast and the noisy. Uh, and some of it's fucking cool, but some of it, like, I don't know. I, I actually don't care for, I know there was love too much. And uh, what's it? Reality whitewash. I think it's oddly dramatic. But I don't love it. Interesting. Um, to me, the best song on here is Birth Control and Rock and Roll. It's oh, yeah. like psychedelic punk music. It's, yeah, it's tribal and murdery. Yeah, like I wanted more stuff like that on yeah. here. Um, also, um, I don't know what the fuck Oi Punk is, but... Oh, I... Well, Alex... When a man so, loves a woman. Yes. No. So before yeah, before you give us some history, the song, it's the greatest uh, working class ripoff. Yeah. I, f- I feel like they're going oi, oi, oi as yeah. like satire. Sat- ah. I said that like it's a fucking instrument. Satire or like. As a sitar. They went there yes. as a sitar. Yeah. Absolutely. Or like ironically, because I think I read somewhere that they were not a f- fans of the the oi punk movement oi yeah oi is like uh doc martin skinhead um 
I've, I, I, of course, I'm blanking on the actual bands because I don't like, I really don't like Oi Punk. Uh, and honestly, like, Oi was always a punchline growing up for me. For me, like, every friend that, I, every yeah. group of friends that I had always found a way to make fun of Oi because it's like a bunch of bald guys yelling Oi. It's like, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. I guess Kraus thought so as well. Uh, I like that song. But with their, I don't know, I guess, ironically chanting Oi, it's still annoying. It's, I still don't <laughs> like hearing Oi yelled at me. So, like, I like it despite the vocals. What's uh, that? You don't like me loving. Or you don't like me yelling at you, love. Oi. Oi. No, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, sir. But uh, so what else? Okay. Overall, um, I think, like, I like a lot of these songs. Like, I can name a ton of songs on here that I like a lot. Like, fucking uh, Deadhead or You Can Be Who. Uh, rival, tribal, rebel, rebel. God damn, it's a stupid name. Uh, I I gave that. I like a, all of them. Go ahead. I gave that a thumbs up just because anytime someone says the word gov governor, governor, it's, uh, uh, I like that's a yeah. win in my book. <laughs> Anything will win, Alex. Over. Like, I like <laughs> I like all those, but they're they're just like they're all you know even. They're all fine. They're all good. There's no uh like. There's no real peaks here for me. It's all just decent. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I think um, that other like standout track to me was uh, Sentiment, White Feathers. Is, Same. Weird as shit. Terrifying. Yes, yes. Those are the two two takeaways here in my book. Yeah, I was... Uh, I, I knew I would have problems with this album because of the live stuff. I knew that going in for sure, but... Uh, I was actually expecting to to be a lot more into this because I remember, man, I remember in high school, I think uh, a buddy of mine, he knew I didn't like Crass, but he was like, just listen to a couple of these songs. Just listen to a couple of these songs. And they were from this album. And I remember being like, this isn't so bad. So even though I don't remember what songs they were, and this was like fucking 15, 20 years ago, goddamn, I'm old. Uh, even though it was that long ago, I'm thinking like, yeah, I'll probably like this one just because I have you know, some sort of, like I have a thread tying me yeah. back to it. I bet I'll like it. And I did not like it as much as I thought it would. It's still fine. It's still cool. I th I think I might like this band more if I had had listened to them as a, as a youth and if it was like marinating in my brain longer. Mm -hmm. It's so funny how it's the opposite with me. I was like obsessed with punk as, as a youth and I like them more now. Uh, last thing I'll mention, uh, because I know I'll regret if I don't mention it. Beg your pardon. I think is, first of all, it's poppy shit. It's very fun. But it is like, every time I've listened to this album, it always catches me off guard with how much better produced it is than every other song. It just like comes on and it's like the most clear thing ever. It's just weird. I like it. And uh, what song did you ask me about earlier that I don't even know what we talked about like 20 minutes ago? Um, yeah. The in the same way that it's it's minimal and it's very effective though. So was oh, that on right. the first album? No, it was on uh it was a uh, Crutch Society from the second album. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of similar to Crutch Society, where it's produced very well, very, very minimal, but they they know how to make it fun or like listen listenable for punks, not normal people. No, no, no people don't count, Alex. Uh, <laughs> also, I mean, there's so many things. This is a fucking. There's a lot of things to talk about here. I keep forgetting things and then remembering. Uh, 
Eve is like not on here. There's like no female vocals on here. So it's like a complete rejection of all the things that made the first album, the first, the previous album so damn good. So it's mm-hmm. just Steve and, and probably some Pete in there as well. But uh, there's no, I was expecting like a, like a hybrid, like a blending, like a, a back and forth or something yeah. uh, between him and the other vocalist, but it's just him. It's like the, whereas Penis Envy was like a very, obviously a very feminine album. This one is like this is their version of super masculine. Yeah, even, you know, they even put Sir, or sorry, got him mixed up. I jumped ahead a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is just back to angry. Yeah. Angry Steve yelling at you. Okay, so to wrap up this big-ass album, uh, fine, it's cool, but a step backwards and a little disappointing. I bet if you were listening to this out of order, it'd be cool. A lot more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to this one after Penis Envy. It's kind it's no. of a bit of a letdown. Don't listen to most albums after Penis Envy. That's just kind of an album you, you end the day on. I can't imagine you having much more energy after that one. Good God <laughs> almighty. Uh, and I love it. But let us move on. Um, man, for, for Video Watcher specifically... You're going to notice this is going to be a quick deviation. Uh, obviously, you notice that my my camera footage looks significantly better. Well, that comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of not preparing and setting up uh, things with time limits. And the thing keeps fucking turning off on me. All right. That's just basically what, what's happened. But by next episode, whatever that episode may be, I think it will be solved. But for now, you're going to see a lot of jump cuts. But fucking, you know, it's all good. Audio, you're probably OK. OK. Uh, Next album, 83, 1983, yes, sir, I will. Okay. There we go. This this going to be lengthy. <laughs> Is how long is this intro? It's weird because it's like two songs tacked onto one. Yeah, it's a long song too. Unending statistics that fatten leaders, prisoners of their morality, afraid of death. Shut up and play music. <laughs> to breathe is not enough. Should time stamp this one? I fucking should. I knew. You know what? I, when listening to this, I was like, I'm going to timestamp this. And I forgot. Forgot. So it did occur to me. I'm just bad at my job. So uh, when the music does kick in, there's a, uh, as you like to say, a lot of dicking around on the guitar. But uh, it works. It works. Oh, is it this that you, you possibly be talking about, Alex? This is the most uh, Black Flag thing. You're insulting Black Flag's good name. I like this so song. This is interesting. This is interesting. Because it's the first time you get them both at the same time. The female and male vocals. Yeah. Also, this is what I wanted on the last album. This is the female male vocal stuff I wanted. I agree. This. I wish it was better. I wish it was more enjoyable, though. I think this album starts off 
high. I, this is right. I was excited for this album for you're breaking a up little you're bit. Breaking up. I'm breaking up. There you go. You're back. Okay. I was I was really excited for this album, but only uh-huh. for so long. Only for so long. I was excited uh, when that song started. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Uh, you hear Eve all over that shit. Hell yeah. And then it kept going. It kept going, dude. It kept going. And that's why this is my least favorite. This is my worst, least favorite. I is your worst and least favorite. Holy it, shit. I actually, I really like, you know, once the music picks up on that and then anarchy is just another word comes on. I'm like, oh my God, did they make a musical? Is this a musical? I dude, anarchy is just another word. Uh, it's a full piano ballad. And listen, listen, I don't think it's well, it's that well written. I don't think it's that great, but I was so excited as well. I was like, hell yeah. They're fucking just throwing that in at the beginning of the album. Yes. I like yes. this weirdness and that's it. And after they do that, okay, back to business as usual. We're dicking around again for the yep. rest of the album. We're dicking around. Five, Except for uh, uh, Five Knuckle Shuffle, which is like classic crass. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, maybe that's this one song. But <sighs> let me tell you about rock and roll swindler, Barry the Hack shit, and taking sides. Taking sides. It's uh, taking side, which I don't know oh, why it's, it's not pluralized, but it, it's it's taking side. Ta- fucking exhausting. Also, this is technically one long song, but it this got broken up. Um, Wait, which which the whole album. One long so- the whole, the whole album. album. Yeah. It's- well, they didn't decide to break up taking side because that one's twenty fucking minutes, and like I mean, literally twenty minutes. It's 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 fucking too much like yeah it's like it starts off fine but then it's just like more more messy guitars and you just get lost in it it's it's less singing more just being talked to and it's 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 shouting and yelling at at the listener it's not really singing it's not rhythmic in any way and like this is such cacophony and i say that I guess that's not a good thing. I usually kind of like cacophonous things, but like, it's just, like you said, it's, it's fucking exhausting. Like there's a lot I like about rock and roll swindler. Like there's like, especially when at the beginning of it, I was like, this is, it has cool moments, heaviness to it. There's like a, you feel the heaviness, but there's, it's like, and it just, there's just so much digging around half, halfway through. It just completely falls apart. There's even some even dancey. Yeah. There's even some like dancey parts on there. Yeah. There's like a few, there's like a few actually interesting things on here, but I do mean few. And here's how much I was grasping at straws by the end of it on Taken Side. I was like, there is the bass does something cool for a second at eight <laughs> minutes, 40 seconds, and then he stops. And that's it. That's it. He does it for like a bar and then like they move on. And here's the thing where like, I guess uh, uh, a casual listener, a person who is not mentally ill would listen to this and be far and be like, Oh, that's, they're both just the same kind of noise where I was like thinking about that. Like this is not even close to beef. Like beef heart is viciously rehearsed and there, it sounds like nonsense, but it's repeating. Like if you listen closely mm-hmm. to each instrument, it's repeating. This is just noise. Fucking yeah. 
it is it's like closer to bad free jazz like noise free jazz than it is to anything else like there's no like coherency coherence to any of it there's no passages there's no right it doesn't even feel written it just feels like all right we wrote all the words do whatever and we're gonna hit record mm-hmm. yeah very very exhausting um i don't even know there's probably other albums but i was just like i was like oh is this the proper follow-up to penis envy and then real quick no no it no is no not. it is definitely not yeah, this this is where I was like, okay, all right, well, I guess we're done with Crass, and that's that's pretty much what my what my my brain jumped to. Like, okay, uh, I like that the production is much bigger. There's like reverb on the drums for the first time ever. It made it made it feel like they were trying something completely new, but really, they just decided to give up on making songs completely. Yeah, I think there is you know uh, a fascination with free jazz here without fully committing to it but um yeah you know there's something else that happens later on <laughs> that yeah we're gonna get there in a second but, <laughs> but i want to uh, i want to ex- yeah this album just hard this is i can't in a million years recommend this i don't know who this is for i know there's people who like it i know there's people that this will whereas people who like fucking noise if you like the boredoms a lot maybe i don't know i like the boredoms a little bit but like how much noise is too much noise i guess that's what you have to consider when you're you know thinking about music like this how much noise is too much noise and it's not going to make sense to a lot of listeners but i'm like is this the is this the punk version of sleep's dope smoker because no no that's at least a song (laughs) listen i don't love dope smoker i think it's got it starts out real strong and then you realize that it keeps doing that for another hour and you probably check out yeah but at least there's riffs you know at least it's like it's more like a jam than anything this is not this is i guess one person is jamming without listening to what the other ones are playing like Mm -hmm. each individual member is jamming but the I can't imagine how this is enjoyable uh, musically. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm like he said, everything has got its audience. I'm sure someone will yell at us and we'll say something snarky or we'll ignore you. Or you you don't fucking care, dude. But just, I didn't like it. getting catty uh but yeah pre, alex is worse pre, and least favorite go ahead yeah pre preemptive caddies <laughs> uh there's nary a fucking riff on this album i swear dude like i can't i can't even i can't no i'm not getting over this like this there's nothing here it's like it's so hard to sit through uh but if you like it cool i don't whatever uh alex is worse than least favorite my personal least favorite this is the one that i didn't even want to give a second listen to but i did uh because i felt like maybe there's something i'm missing here uh no at least not for me at least not for me at this age maybe in 20 years or something sure but now uh we have two more records to get to this next one is their actual last release uh yes but they broke up in 84 okay 84 um what so they broke up after this what happened uh you know i i think we've talked about this before but uh you know just being poor dealing with all the like legal drama um 
just exhaustion. So called it quits. Uh, and you know, say that one more time. Oh, and then they yeah, just called it quits because you know it's tiring dealing with all that shit. And like to their credit, they they never had a proper reunion or anything like that. So it seems very on brand for them to never reunite, especially for the sake of dirty capitalist money. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, maybe they're hypocrites, but whatever. Are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Man, we are getting some all kinds of internet issues here. Uh, my end is good, but... Okay, you you broke up there for a second. But whatever, let's move on. Uh, holy shit, you're still breaking up pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I got the signal. It should be better now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, oh my god. Soon we'll be back in studio again, for the love of god. <laughs> soon, soon. Or maybe it's yeah. just Skype. Because Skype is notoriously pretty bad, but it's free, yeah, so that's why we do that. That's probably the Skype, but yeah, I got my vaccination today, so the ball is a rolling. Big baller. Big baller. All right, so now we're on to this. Well, it's, a, it's technically an EP. There is different versions with bonus stuff, but this is the EP. Ten notes on a summer on a summer's day. This is uh, it came out in 1986. A little bit of a build up there. Yeah, this is this is when we go full free jazz, baby. This is wild. And I kinda I kinda dig it in a weird way. Really? Of course I don't remember how long it takes to start up. But this is a lengthy track. Yes. There we go. There's fucking synths in here. Uh, I think it's just way more effective at being a long song than mm. the previous album. So not quite do they owe us a living. They, they owe me... However much time I spent listening to their albums. I think they owe me at least this album. Record. EP. So it's not maybe to the listener. It's uh, they would think, hey, not a whole lot's happening. Sounds like they're kind of just digging around. Well, that's the whole record. So uh, some vocals come in and I think they make it worse. By the way, worst. And this is like, <laughs> I, I, I stand by this so hard, so hard the worst. And fuck, man, like I was like dead set, like, oh, yeah, yes, sir, I will is definitely the worst. And then when I heard, it, I was like, this is how does it top this? And then this, it's two tracks with nothing. <laughs> it's two tracks, two 10 minute songs with nothing. And, and I think, oh my God. So the first one's the vocal, the second one's the instrumental. Yeah. I think they may be the same. I'm fucking. I think they're the same. Yeah. Um, so. I think that, yeah, they're the same song, except the one instrumental. The fact that it's instrumental makes it so much better. The instrumental version, I think, is actually, you could sit through it. And that's why I didn't give it least favorite, because I could sit through this again. I don't like it. I don't think anybody will really like this. I can't imagine very many people who, who really like this that much. But the, at least the second half, it kind of registers 
as a, as a film score for like a horror yeah. movie or something. Yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel structured. It doesn't feel really written that much. But for mood, it definitely you can you you would hear it and think like, oh, I've heard stuff like this. Whereas the first, the one with vocals, the the you know the main mm-hmm. track, that to me sounds like a punk rock Arnold Schoenberg. And I've probably mentioned Schoenberg in the past, but if anybody who doesn't know, he's the asshole who invented experimental music by making unlistenable garbage. Like, mm. was it like early 19th century? I think he, it was. It's just like that where there's no, he used what I guess you call, uh, uh, I think it's 12 note scale. For anybody who knows music theory, every scale is a scale. A, A scale, A minor, fucking C. Eight notes in a scale. 12 note scales mean you use every single note which means there's no home base and it's just garbage <laughs> like i'm i'm assuming they used 10 notes no this is <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that exists like 12 notes is like yeah it just means that there's no uh there's no home base we're just gonna hit any note that we want to there's mm-hmm. no real melody it's just note here note there note there there's no there's no musicality to it. It's just like, it definitely has that free jazzness to it, but I don't like free jazz. And also this is not at all enjoyable anyway. It's just ugly as shit. I kind of like it, but let me tell you what won me over. And it's kind of like an asterisk. So they released, you know, like remastered versions with a bunch of bonus tracks for the most part. I didn't listen to any of those because these are yeah. these these are long albums. This yeah. one pretty short. Let me listen to the bonus tracks. I did not listen to the bonus tracks. What did I miss? Let me tell you about a song called "Pills and Ills." Pills I, and Ills. It's it doesn't sound like crass at all. It sounds like music for like a sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. and there's like some funky bass and like 80s sounding drums on it it is crazy for crass um, interesting there's a song called dada blah which is this very operatic and mm. and then i don't know if it's a different take or if it's totally different but they have rocky eyes and mm-hmm. that's like crass in espanol and it's really it's beautiful and i dig the i dig the bonus tracks on here so it's like on a tech like not the original album Mm -hmm. but man these bonus tracks are interesting and also i think like the main the main album is just like i said more effective than the previous one i listen to them on the same day Mm -hmm. this is like 20 20 minutes of your time uh, yeah, it, it's short, but that that's that's the thing though. Like, uh, also, yeah, you're calling it an album. I believe it is an album, but I've also oh, seen it yeah. categorized as an EP. Like, it's like, I guess it's an album, even though it's two tracks and they're the same track and it's 20 minutes long. Whatever, it's an album. Fuck it. But like, yeah. Uh, the reason why I had to give it words is because it's it's so short, and there's so nothing I like. Like, there's nothing that I I can even grab Grasp onto on to. like we're we're at least i get that yes sir i will was really hard to sit through but it's an album where you can f- pick things in there that at least there's something right there this is 
there's nothing here. There's nothing. It's so short. It, didn't, there was, it wasn't even time for them to get anything. And fuck it. I mean, if that's you like really weird, ugly, creepy shit, and I do, uh, I guess there's something to be had here. I didn't listen to the bonus tracks. Uh, I bet I would probably like it with the bonus tracks a lot more. Uh, but as the two track, you know, original release, uh, I don't think it gets any worse than this for this band. Yeah, I would tell listeners to seek out the classical collection version. Yeah, that's of this a, what's, one. What's, what's the deal with the classical collection? It's like a bunch of re-releases. Yeah, they, pre- they pretty much remastered every album and uh, put them out with you know remastered bonus tracks mm-hmm. and you know. It's not very crass like, but right. they they sound fucking good. And for fans of crass, it's more, it's more crass. Uh, I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there's anything like overproduced, mm-hmm. like because I did listen to a few songs to compare and contrast. I think these are like faithful remasters. So. Mm-hmm. Falls in uh, no harm, no foul. And if, uh, right. you know, anarchist punks want to debate if it's a, if it's a sellout move, whatever. I don't got a dog in that fight. Yeah, I don't really give a shit. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 man, this band really, they, I, I went on a full-on mountain with this band where I started like, all right, getting better, getting better. Hell yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 okay. <laughs> We're in Hades now. This is fucking God damn it. Uh, so this band definitely went in the direction. They fucking went in the direction, but now last record, this is a compilation uh, released 1986. It has all of their earliest singles, a bunch of compilation tracks. It's all chronological. It's very big. It's very long. And uh, before this episode gets any fucking longer, my camera shirts off again, which it might pretty soon. Uh, this is uh, 1986's Best Before 1984. All right. It is done in entertainment. Take it as entertainment. So don't take it as anything else. Any other way. Yeah, I agree with that. This album might even be a good jumping off point for people looking to get into them because I, I agree we've heard this song already Alex yes I like this version the best interesting yeah there's a lot of stuff we've heard before but there's a lot of stuff we haven't heard so it's a, this version's a lot more distorted a little slower mm-hmm Yeah, this is my favorite version of the song, but we've heard it, so let's talk. Yeah, so compilation of singles. Um, like I said, there's... Pardon me if uh, I miss some of these songs, but I, I kind of tried to focus on the stuff that was just on here, like Shaven Woman. Uh, oh, sh- Shaved Woman, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why on... Shaving babies, shaving babies, wait! I... I... She Those doesn't really will, scream a lot. She doesn't really, but she screams on that song. The vocals there will piss a lot of people off. I like them a lot. I think it's a cool sound. It's a weird sound. This, I had a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble with this one. 
because I wanted to get this best because of how much, not only is it a well-rounded representation of the band, but there is stuff that they do on here that they, do, they don't do on any album that I really fucking wish they did. So we're talking talk, about uh, Nagasaki Nightmare because that song's one, that fucking song wild. Fucking crazy. I liked it as uh, one of the live tracks on the early album. I was like, I wonder what if there's a studio version of this. It is a wild song. Mm-hmm. It's fucking, it's like, it's super long, but like it, it just, it has these weird dips in and out. It's like really amb- ambient and crazy. It's super scary. And that's, that's the, that's the, the layer I'm talking about. They are a scary fucking band on this record. Like I talked all the shit in the world about Asylum from the first album. Yeah. They do a, a version of it on here called Reality Asylum and it's fucking great. It's terrifying. It's still cringy and preachy and, but it's like the There's ambience some, it, and the, yeah. There's like exactly. operatic vocals in there too. It's really scary. It's fucking awesome. It's it's really un it's unsettling. Even um even something like bloody uh revolutions, which mm. like it's like, oh, their take on the Be- Beatles uh revolution. Mm. Um it this turns into something so different, like so delightfully different. Yeah. And yeah, because this is a collection of, you know, singles throughout their career, you really do get the, you know, the, the full scope of, uh, what they do. Um, something like the mortal death is, yeah, yeah, I just, I think I just find them more interesting when they're on that more art, art punk side. Oh, dude, you mean the the Eve Libertine era? Oh, of course, it's like just the best. Like, don't uh, don't tell me you care. It's like it's solid as shit. Like, I, I just like that era of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like, I guess because I don't know if like those bonus tracks I talked about earlier were like widely available, but like, holy shit, smash the Mac! Like, hold on, hold on. I need, I need a second. I need a moment. Smash the Mac is my where, favorite Crass song. Is where did my that favorite. come from? I'm Dude. glad it's there. I'm so glad it's there. So this is this is interesting because I heard this comp when I was a, a teenager. This is one of the albums that I was trying to like understand Crass. And the only thing I could listen to was Delia Was Living and Smash the Mac. Like I mm-hmm. hated everything else. And I haven't heard that song in so many years. When when it fucking came on, just the intro. It was like I got whacked in the face by a nostalgic glove. It was fucking delightful. Uh, like, it's brilliant. It's like acoustic. It's industrial. It's strange. It's like, and it was previously unreleased before this. Like, how did you not find a way to put that somewhere? It's so fucking amazing. Yeah. So uh, as someone who has no nostalgia for it, uh, you know, got me just as good. So your nostalgia, so yeah. yeah, was correct there. It, yeah, dude, that, and it's like, it's also a bummer because as much as I wanted to like give something like this the best because of how much it does what no other punk band does, how fucking well done the scary stuff is, it is so long. This is like an hour 20 and there's so much that could have been cut. Fucking sheep farming in the Facklands or Falklands uh, it's on is on twice. twice. Yeah, like... And I get it's like, you know, it's compiling all the singles and comp. It's like, it's mostly like a tying a loose ends kind of thing. I get that. But, 
man, there's just so much, there's so much on here. There's so much on here. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> like I'm exhausted by the end of it. And Smash the Mac is the last song. Well, last song is a live version of Do They Always a Living? But like, it's the last, you know, original song in the whole album. Yeah. So you're, yeah, to get to that, you have to sit through a lot. It makes me sad. Yeah, especially because, you know, so much of it we've, we're familiar with, with, you know, hearing live albums, but, you know, for completionists, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of what you want. It's the, you know, bang for your buck. Yeah, it is. Absolutely is. Uh, and like this, like, his, like he, you said at the beginning, this is, you got to start, you kind of got to start here, but in the way I don't want to tell people to start here, uh, if I had the option to, because stuff like reality asylum is like right at the beginning of the album. And it's like, I love how horrific this, this stuff is and how really brutal it is, but it's not really fun or hooky mm-hmm. or like, it's not, they, they, I think they are much better on the albums for like getting new listeners. Like they're just better songs, better written stuff. Uh, but this has a vibe that none of them have that I like the most. So it's like, do I like the vibe more? Or do I like the songs more? And I got to go with songs. Yeah. Yeah. Dep- yeah. It depends on the band, the mood, the yeah. person, but um, the remastered version, they are in different orders. Like the track list is totally different. So, Really, really. So it might be like a different, different vibe. That but, uh, does that. Uh, that happens a lot. Uh, but still, like, there's, man, there's a lot of good shit here. It's just, it's just uh, unrelenting. I mean, I'm actually surprised uh, how long a lot of these, how long most of these albums are. Really, I know it's, it's crazy. It's why I said, like, yeah, you know, punk bands, using your metaphor, they're supernovas. They burn really bright, and then they they go and it's kind of like yeah that makes sense and then this band this has so much but yeah also i i bought up thatcher gate earlier on the remastered version if anyone wants to like hear the the fabricated recordings they made that's oh, on there yeah fuck that's hilarious <laughs> oh man weird crazy band uh, I wish there was more to say about this, but it's like, if you like Crass, then you're you're right at home here. Uh, and it it does have that vibe, like I said, that none of the other things happen. It's also really nice to finally have studio versions of Shave Lemon and Nagasaki Nightmare because they were mm-hmm. they're on like the other albums on on the live side of, of stuff. Yeah, I think they were released as like singles. Yeah, before. they were singles. Yeah, so um, yeah, the closest thing they got to a reunion was in 2011. Steve Ignorant did a tour where he performed crass material. And on the final date, he bought Penny up on stage to drum mm. and do songs. And uh, they they said they were going to end it the way they started it and perform. Do, do they owe us a living? And that is that's it for it's very fitting because they kind of have like the ouroboros in their logo so that's right yeah yeah so it's very fitting the two guys who started it ended it on the same like their first song and that's uh, actually pretty badass i like that yeah yeah yeah. surprisingly no one in this band is dead but they're in their are you serious yeah 
but they're all in their mid 70s so they're fucking like there's they're old they're old they yeah. are cl- they are clad they are fucking crosby stills and nash old they are old dude they're new the- young old yeah, but unlike those guys who could perform their material in old, there's no fucking way. <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't want to see seventy, no. eighty year old crass. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Holy shit! I, like, yeah, I'm still kind of flowing that they're even alive. But I, yeah, I don't know pretty much anything about this band. I know that um, Eve. I think she was like a like a classically trained vocalist, which is also a wild. I think I think that's true anyway. Uh, that's a wild thing to to conceive of. Well, not to conceive. It's a wild thing to think about when she's doing this. But also, mm-hmm. you, you listen to Penis Envy, and like you hear that she has a strong voice. She's not really singing stuff, but you could you you knew you could hear a strong you know a strong voice when you hear it. She's not like I don't know. It's a, it's this weird thing where like, I feel like she could sing, and then in certain moments she does sing. Like oh, she is good. And then I read that she's like a, a really 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 good singer, which is a weird thing. Like you never you never think that interesting yeah i kind of i kind of neglected my homework here i think there's like a documentary on youtube about them but um i knew it was going to be a beefy episode so you know these are my feelings and all this kind of let people indulge in the history on their own go but that brings us to the end of a long, long man. Editing this one is going to be a fucking nightmare. I'm it's so going to be a sorry. Nagasaki nightmare, dude. Uh, it's not your fault, <laughs> like, uh, dude. Yeah, it, it'll be all right. But you're gonna, yeah, video YouTube. You'll, you're, there's going to be like a couple moments where I go black, or I go blank, mm-hmm. and then come back. Uh, but whatever, you know, we figure it out as we go along. We'll figure it out. It's okay. But until then, recap. Best personal favorite penis envy a little little you know not totally representative of who they are as a band but also their fucking best output yeah uh and then um worst least favorite yes sir i will boy oh boy was i wiped out and it's very very disappointing uh, for me, Stations of the Crest, best album, I think. Oh, skip the live stuff. Skip the live stuff. And the studio half is fucking Primo Crest. Uh, Penis Envy, personal favorite. Like Alex said, it's fucking lovely, wonderful, crazy, scary, but very badass. Um, yes, sir, I will. Least favorite. I don't think it's the worst. Okay. I don't think it's the worst, but I I felt in my core. I don't want to <laughs> fucking listen to this again. I just can't do it. <laughs> Uh, and worst, uh, 10 notes on a summer's day. It's just, it's just my goodness. Oh boy. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. And watching. Thank you, Roy, for, for patronizing us. We love you. I hope this was adequate and thorough enough for you. And if you, anybody else wants to help and support us, you subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever leave thumbs up, angry comments, which people like to do. You can do that too. If you want to, uh, uh, subscribe, you know, rate review, subscribe again. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you get, everywhere you get podcasts. We're everywhere. Uh, follow me on Instagram at PanderMonkey and Alex at MotherPuncture. And a Spotify playlist on Crash. You'll find a link in the description as well as, you know, playlist with every other episode, everyalbmember.com, merch, blah, blah, blah. Patreon.com slash everyalbmember for bonus episodes, early access to certain episodes, 20% off all merch. And you can jump the line like Rory did here and uh, not wait 
a fucking decade for us to get to your request. Um, yeah, you know, do all that or don't do that. Whatever. We're here anyway. God damn. I got the second I stopped recording. I'm like, okay, now I have to figure out how to fix this. Sorry. It's just, it's just hurdles. It's just hurdles, yeah. but it's okay. It will be done and it will be good. But, uh, I'm assuming I'm going to go with last song just because yes, it's punky. Yep. And if that's the case, I am torn. You know what? As much as we both agree that Smash the Mac is the greatest thing ever, <laughs> I think I think we have to go poison in a pretty pill. I think Ooh, we have that's to. A good, yeah, that's a good one. So thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya. <laughs>